Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. I am your host, Blaine Bartlett. And, um, you know, when I'm recording this episode, uh, you know, we're looking down the barrel of some very interesting economic uh, fallout. Uh, Silicon Bank has collapsed. Uh, Signature Bank is on the ropes. Uh, the, you know, the, 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 the world of economy is uh, just kind of doing its little jig. And it's an interesting time to be alive. Um, you know, the old Chinese curse, may you live in interesting times, uh, is actually coming true. <laughs> it's a fascinating time to be alive. And I was um, watching an interview uh, the other day, uh, and some of you have heard me talk about, the, you know, the obstacle is the way. You know, if you, if you encounter an obstacle on the path that you're on, that obstacle belongs there. You wouldn't be running into that obstacle unless it was on the path that you have chosen. So it's part of the path. So the question becomes, how do you use, how do you use the, the challenges that you're encountering rather than ruining them? How do you actually turn them to your benefit? And you know, those of us that you know, are entrepreneurs that have started businesses, you know, accessing capital is, is a big deal. You know, just kind of how do we do this? So um, there's a, 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 and this is my language for this, and this is my take on it. Uh, there's a there's a new generation of uh, venture capitalists that are coming on on the scene right now, and venture capital itself is actually beginning to change and morph in terms of what it actually makes possible when some things are in place. And I've invited on the show today uh, Genevieve Le Marchal uh, to help me kind of. Yeah, illustrate and illuminate some of the stuff that's going on in this uh, this VC world. Um, and yeah, she is the managing partner of Suncoast Ventures. And she's also, uh, and we'll talk about this also, uh, the host of uh, the Adventurous podcast. And I want to be sure that we're going to be touching on both of these, but we're mm -hmm. going to start off with just yeah, kind of a deep dive in um, or, or shallow dive. It depends on where we go here, but we'll, we'll take a dive <laughs> yeah. uh, and see what happens when we start opening up the box on what is a VC? Why is a VC important? How is it changing? Where is it going? All of that sort of stuff. So Genevieve, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. And uh, your introduction, uh, there's so many things to unpack it there. I was like, I could talk about this for hours. Like, I can't wait to dig in. It's going to be so good. That's why I wanted to have you on the show. Now, just full disclosure, uh, Genevieve was on uh, Office Hours uh, with you know, the show that I do with David Meltzer. Uh, mm -hmm. And I absolutely, I mean, truth be told here, uh, I absolutely fell in love with her. Uh, and, and I mean that very literally. Uh, the, the depth, the approachability, the intelligence, the way that she articulated what she was up to and what was actually uh, kind of in the future. I just, I found myself just falling, you know, head over heels, literally. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not talking about this from a romantic perspective, but in love with what she was talking about. It, it was engaging. And I, 15 minutes that we have on that office hour show is not enough when something like this happens. And so I wanted to have her on uh, my show here uh, because I wanted to have an opportunity to spend a whole lot more time with her. So Genevieve, again, welcome. Um, Thank you. Wow. 
<laughs> I don't know if I can <laughs> follow up on that, but I will try. Yeah. <laughs> Give it a um, shot. Yeah. You know, the, the, the title is The Soul of Business and you <laughs> yeah. work yeah all well exclusively with businesses that's 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 the the ocean that you swim in here yep um, when you hear the term the soul of business what does that bring up for you and how does it link into what you're doing from a vc perspective with um you know with suncoast ventures you know one of the things when you were talking about this i thought of this moment i had in business school way back in the day like traditional mba program I remember just being so intimidated. I was the youngest person in that program. They, you know, interviewed me like three times. I walked into the room with, in my Chuck Taylor sneakers with my, Mac, you know, my Mac computer and my bright yellow sweater, you know, and it was just a sea of Dell computer, the corporate issue Dells, yeah, you know, guys Dell. in yeah. suits, tall, you know, everyone looked like they rode crew at like Yale. Of course, I immediately just think, I don't belong here. I don't belong here. I don't belong here. Like it's a panic moment, you know, this was, you know, a long time ago, but, um, during that two, two years or whatever business school, I think a light bulb moment went off where I realized the, the power to change the world is with businesses. And I, and, and that occurred to me while in finance class, which is really weird. And I don't know, I can't remember what I might've been looking at numbers wise, but I was like, if businesses thought and acted and operated differently with these resources, what would it be like, you know, and we were studying business models and I was looking at different ways of doing things. And I just kept thinking if they just did it this way, not only would it not impact the bottom line, but it would create something so incredible for, you know, the people, the environment. And I just didn't understand why it was a trade-off. Why did it have to be that? Because I don't, I don't see it that way. And I never have. Um, I think the world is just now starting to come to the point where they're realizing it doesn't have to be a trade-off, you know, mm -hmm. but um, that was when I started to realize that if you changed, you know, in your, in your words, the soul of business, that you could change the world and, and that business was the fastest, most effective way to be able to do it, but you had to be able to change, but that meant that you had to think and act and operate differently. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of, that's, I guess, where I would say that well, inception began, you know? I, I, and I love that. Um, the idea of business uh, having the power to change the world. Yeah. Um, tagline on, on my email um, is, uh, the future of business is making the future its business. And when mm -hmm. we're starting to look at it through that lens, yeah, and people have heard me talk about this, uh, that the purpose of business from my perspective is to enhance the possibility of thriving on the planet. And if business is doing that, you're, you know, you're not going to be lacking customers because thriving is what people yeah. are attracted to. It's like a and oh. it also requires money and profit exactly. to yeah. thrive. So thrive. we're not saying no one should make any money. In fact, we're saying everyone should make it. Everyone should make yeah. money. You know, See, that's that's and, where the, the trade-off fallacy begins to break yes, down. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. And so I think one of the things I, I wrote about this, I think on Medium. I can't remember if I sent you the article, but maybe I'll I'll do it later. But I was like, the job of an investor is to create abundance. That is our only job. And so if you're, the job is not to hoard, the job is not to 
go elbows out because you don't create abundance like that. And so I think, you know, starting to realize what is money actually Mm -hmm. and kind of getting to the root of that has really changed the way that we think about investing and that we think about um, amplifying abundance. And I, and it's like the way that I see things being done, not just by VCs in general, but in business is, is a lack mentality. And I'm like, that doesn't work. You can't do that. You know? And I think that the, not just the younger generation, but there's a new sort of generation of people of all ages that are starting to realize that. And we have to be brave enough in the face of all these things to step forward and say, there can be another way. And I will find the others who believe this. And I think I'm starting to find them, which makes me feel good. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, honestly, they they are there. They are absolutely there. These other alternative ways, which kind of leads me to, yeah, how how is Suncoast Venture actually Mm -hmm. positioned differently than what most people would think of a traditional VC firm being Mm -hmm. positioned as? Well, so for one, we're investing in healthcare. So um, that is, for one, impact. Mm-hmm. But you can do, you could be involved in health and not do impact. You could look at companies and say, oh, look, this is another, you know, innovation that's probably going to make some money for someone. Let's invest in that. Or you can look for things that the world actually needs. And so I think there's two things that have in my opinion, sort of been major drivers and everyone's going to say, oh, technology, blah, blah, blah. The health industry is very much a laggard. And so so. COVID was like an inception or or like a singularity event Yeah, because it changed behaviors of people who didn't want to change behaviors because they were forced to. So clinicians had to change behaviors hospital systems had to change behaviors. Like it just basically broke down everything almost overnight. And, you know, one example of this is very few people had ever used telehealth. Yeah. And then almost overnight, 98% or something of people have used telehealth now. And so there's ramifications to that, but the point is it changed it rapidly changed behaviors and exposed weaknesses, and it forced a change in an industry. It forced an industry forward. Another thing that it did was it poured money into research and R&D. So even though people were studying a specific virus, the, the, the stuff that has come out of this has been, we're just starting to see what's coming out of the research that was happening during this time. It's like, it's almost like it made science cool again. All of a sudden, everybody's talking about antibodies and everyone's talking about how virus, how vaccines are produced. And it was like, this stuff started coming to the forefront of people's minds. So I, I believe it's created a new renaissance in health. And so back in the, not back in the day, but traditionally of, of VC firm that might invest in this, they did health technology. And then this one did devices and then this one did therapies and drugs. And then this one did digital health and everyone did their thing. But then because of this rapid change and mix, then the new 
DNA of a health innovation is all the things. Mm-hmm. And then you slap AI in there, <laughs> you know? And so it's like, you can't just, you have to do venture differently in health because health has been forced into a change. And so if you want a different outcome in healthcare, regardless of whether or not you feel like changing the model or not changing the model, you have to change the model for how you engage with these companies. Yeah. So that's basically how I would say we've innovated the model, I guess. Yeah. And it, it's, a, it's and this is one of the things that I was intrigued by. It, it's a breakdown of silos. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's a much more holistic and uh, uh, matrixed approach. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, without divulging any uh, proprietary information here, I'd be mm-hmm. interested in what kinds of companies specifically are you interested in supporting? Yeah, we love, so I love to support, of course. So the convent, there are certain things that are always going to hold true. Like math is always going to be math, you know, unless I did hear. The numbers are the numbers. (laughs) Yeah, the numbers are going to be the numbers. Um, And so um, you still have to be able to meet certain conventions. So there are certain companies that will never be venture capital backed companies. That's totally fine. And some that will, and that's totally fine. And there's a way to do it. So with with that in place, you can look, I like to look at companies that are going to meet the venture model. You know, they mm-hmm. are going to have that that hockey stick type of growth. It meets what we call the J curve. And that's not like a typical portfolio. It's not like a typical company and that's fine. Um, but I want it to be or we want it to be, of course, something the world needs. And so it's got to be a huge market. It's got to be very, very underserved. It it has to have, of course, some sort of competitive advantage um, to be able to serve that market. Some interesting angle that's not necessarily the fact that they have some intellectual property. And it's got to help people. If it doesn't help people, if all it's going to do is, you know, help a if it's an incremental innovation, maybe on something that already exists, that's cool. And it might make money, mm-hmm. but we're really jazzed by the things that are actually going to impact the world, you know, Health and well-being globally. and they're going to bring huge returns because if we don't make great returns in venture capital, then vent- VCs don't get to have subsequent funds. We don't, yeah. we, we don't have a job <laughs> if we don't, you know, <laughs> so like we have to do both, you know? And so, yeah. yeah. So yeah, the money's important, and and mm-hmm. and and I, and I want to you know, kind of come back to that statement: the money is important because I want to de uh, de demonize what a lot of people hold in their mind about the VC sharks. Oh and yeah, well there are VC are, sharks. Oh, I know there are. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. I've run into them. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been bitten. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And money is you you talked about you know understanding earlier in the interview here you talked a little bit about understanding what money is yeah Uh, yeah lynn twist is a very good friend of mine she wrote the book the soul of money um it's a fascinating book she works with nobel laureates Mm -hmm. Um, and one of the things that she talks about is you know money is energy yeah yes one way to think about it it's and and it flows but if you know with anything that's energetic if you try to capture it, if you try to, uh, you know, capture and hold it, you know, energy doesn't lend itself well to being stored. 
yeah. <laughs> long term. It yeah. wants to move. And mm -hmm. one of the things that I think that um, you're doing particularly well at Suncoast Ventures is uh, there's a yeah the idea of distribution being a center of distribution and money is yeah. absolutely a part of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when you're structuring deals, yeah, kind of yeah, and this is a very kind of weird oddball question because I think most people would think that they know the answer to this, but how do, how does how does the use of money come into play? You know, from an energetic perspective, when you're working with your uh, uh, the, the ventures that you're actually funding. Yeah, actually, do you know Sebastian Inges? Yeah. So you know him in Orange County. I don't love him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he was on the podcast actually a while ago. And it's so interesting you brought this up because so he um, he always posts these little snippets on um, Instagram or something. I think it's just of him like talking to his staff at his office or something. But he he has very insightful leadership, you know, little chunks anyway. So he was talking about how when you're young, like a kid and you don't have money, but you have time and you have energy and effort. And so if we think of time and energy as, as currencies, that's just a different type of currency than money and you allow, and, and you find ways to leverage time and you find ways to leverage energy and effort that in ways that build wealth, then you start to infill that with actual money and then it becomes finding ways to leverage money. So I think he was thinking of it more as like an individual who's looking to build their career, right? Mm -hmm. We kind of do that in a way with our ecosystem at Suncoast. So if you think of the companies when they come into the ecosystem, they're invited or they kind of apply. It's not just like an open free for all. It's like, hey, do you have like a popsicle stand? Come join us. Don't get me wrong. I love popsicle stands. But like, you know, we're very selective about which companies come in. They start. At, and so if you think of those companies, they're very young. They're oftentimes not yet really ready for venture funding, but they're very promising. And if you think of them as kids. Or, you know, we like to sometimes call them baby ducks, like quacking around and, you know, we feed them and um, they, and you apply time, resources and effort strategically into those companies. Then you start to apply the money. It's, it's, it's the way that the energy is concentrated into, into them. And then, and then it flows back. So a lot of founders might say, well, I just want the VC's money because like, you know, I'm, I'm going to build what I'm going to build and I don't need them. And I just need your check. And, you know, that's another black mentality. You know, mm -hmm. I find that founders who tend to be more focused on kind of impact and they want to do stuff in a big way, that's going to make a, you know, really change the, the industry. They want to partner with their investors. Yeah. They, they understand inherently that investors are conduits. Like it's not, a, it's Very not cool. a single check one and done. We're caught. Investors are conduits to capital and conduits to opportunities just like everyone is, but you know, that's what we specialize in. And so when we can start to figure out who are we the best conduits for, mm -hmm. we can do that through the process of applying time and resources. Then we start being conduits for capital and moving them through the system in that way. Yeah, see, I, I I love this model uh, because it moves it moves the conversation out of a transactional 
uh, mm -hmm. focus and into a relational focus. So you know, if I partner with you as a business, my mm -hmm. assumption would be that you're going to be with me as a partner through my entire growth cycle. And at some yeah. point, it'll be a, a place where it, it probably no longer serves either one of us. But there's a partnering aspect to this. It isn't just based and on- And that's our hope. And it's not just based on money. Exactly. You totally yeah. get it, which is, it's like, and it's so, it we're often forced into transactions because at the end of the day, we kind of do have to get like, something yeah. done, you know, so at a certain point, you have to be like, get the deal done or don't, you know, and yeah. as much as I would like, if I had my way, I would just like hang out all day, sitting on a park bench, talking, just talking to people, <laughs> but I can't do that. Um, but I would love to. And so, you know, you have to kind of be like, do you belong in our ecosystem or do you not? Can we help you or can we not, you know, and, and focus your attention on where you can. But the thing that I think is, is the most interesting is the, the process, the relational process, mm -hmm. the companies that are involved receive, they almost all receive capital, even if it's not it, it, just by virtue of being in this, in the and energy was, swirl, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so that's kind of, and so in a lot of ways too, we, we do spend a lot of effort. I know this is something Charla has to do all the time, kind of trying to herd people back in because we're like, be in the mix because this is where the energy, there is an energy swirl occurring here and you want this. You, yeah, and, you want to be in that. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So that's, um, it's hard to explain it. And a lot of, you know, traditional like investors would be like, so you, you have an energy swirl. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> everything is energy. Uh, I mean, mm -hmm. everything is energy. Yeah. And mm -hmm. This is one of the things that I was most attracted to when we had our initial conversation back in office hours is your recognition and leveraging mm -hmm. of this notion that everything is energy and you put it into a business context that actually is logical and yeah. it's fungible and it makes sense and it's executable. So I we're mean, trying. Yeah, <laughs> we're but, trying. Hey, based on results, you're doing a pretty yeah. good job. Yeah, um, <laughs> we're going to take a real quick break. When we come back, um, I want to uh, change gears a little bit here. And you've got a podcast that I want to you know, spend some time exploring because mm -hmm. number one, I like the title, but number two, I, yeah, it's it's got some very interesting content that I think our listeners uh, are going to appreciate. So we're going to take a real quick break. Uh, right now, Genevieve LaMarchal is whom I'm speaking with, and we will Get back together in just a minute. The nature of life is evidenced in nature. Nature grows, and all of nature honors the desire to be more, to have more, and to do more. Life thrives when it's allowed to grow. And ideally, thriving is what we also, all of us, want to be able to do. Unfortunately, at some stage in life, most people find themselves settling into what I can only call a rut. And a rut is nothing more than a coffin with the ends kicked out. You want to quickly get out of any rut that you find yourself in. When you stop growing, that's when the coffin starts to appear. You know, the simple truth is this, and this is true for everything in nature. You're going to die. I'm going to die. Every one of us dies. So the question we need to come to grips with is not are we going to die? The question nature asks us to answer is, are we truly living? That's what motivation is about. It's the desire to move. It's the desire to grow and to excel. Have I lived? How have I lived? 
I'd love for you to take advantage of my Leadership Mindset Masterclass. It's all about providing you with the tools to ensure thriving for yourself and for those around you. Register today to receive the free introduction video and find out more about this acclaimed program. You'll also receive a copy of my international number one bestseller, Compassionate Capitalism, A Journey to the Soul of Business. I'm Blaine Bartlett, and I look forward to helping you thrive. Welcome back, folks. Um, after that little break, uh, and before we actually went into that little break, I, I mentioned that I wanted to you know, shift gears here and, and uh, begin a conversation around Genevieve's podcast, uh, the Adventure uh, Adventurous Podcast. So, number one, I mean, I, you know, this podcast has been running a couple of years now. I'm, you know, we're bumping right up, I think, 150 episodes. So, podcasts take a fair amount of time and they take a fair amount of work, um, <laughs> particularly if you want to do anything with them. Um, so, why adventurous? Why is it important to you? What does it make possible for you? And then I want you to also talk about, you know, kind of um, some of the guests that you're bringing in. Yeah. Well, so, um, originally adventurous was actually a book mm -hmm. and it still is a book. And I was writing, I was about halfway through and I don't actually know what happened, but all of a sudden I had a podcast and I don't, re <laughs> I don't actually <laughs> <That happened>. remember <laughs> ever actually making a decision being like, it will be a podcast. Like it was just all of a sudden there was a podcast. And I think, kind of part of it was I just, I had too much ants in my pants and I just like wanted to get the message out and I wanted to start talking about this stuff. And so, you know, I've always been a writer. Actually, I was a journalist. That was my first career. You know, I studied journalism in school and, and, um, you know, I idolized like Edward R. Murrow, um, oh, yeah. Anderson Cooper, you know, all those, those great broadcasters. And, um, and so I just, I wanted to tell stories and I couldn't wait. <laughs> I think that might be what happened. Um, but anyway, so I just, I chose adventurous because entrepreneurship is an adventure. So mm -hmm. it's adventure, adventurous. And I wanted to tell the story of the journey of entrepreneurship because it's a journey of transformation. Yes. So my book was my story. And then it was, I think I, I got bored with it a little because it was like feeling like a memoir. And I'm like, I don't want to write a memoir. So <laughs> I'll probably have to rewrite a bunch of it. But um, but then what was, I I wanted to do something for I was tired of hearing about people being successful. We'll say it that way. Like, I was like, I don't care how much money you made and where you drive now. And like, you know, it felt like the stories that they were sharing with entrepreneurs were so surface. Like yeah. I had this idea and then I found an investor and then we grew it and there were hard moments, but then now we live on an Island. And I was like, that's not how it went. Um, and, <laughs> hey, I know, live on an island. What can I say? Yeah, now I have my own like plane. Or, you know, I was just like, this isn't the real thing. Like, I want the real story because yeah. I I needed it. I was in the dark, awful mess of, you know, I've like probably had more screw ups and failures than at a lot of people, <laughs> you know, and I, I would love to actually write about those one day too. But, um, so I wanted to write a book for the people who are in the messy, messy middle mm -hmm. and it turned into a podcast and, but, you know, and to, to reframe it in mind is it's a journey 
it's the the obstacle is the way you know and yeah. it's we're it's an adventure um and also i felt like a lot of business things are so dry and boring and i'm like i'm going to have a pink neon sign and i like do all of my photo shoots on the beach and like make it expansive you know and fun cuz like we need more of that in our life you know so, so a so. large part of this was to to have fun mm -hmm. yeah i thought it'd be fun yeah no. Well, so like creativity, right? So a lot of, you know, I think business is the ultimate act of creation. It is. Um, and, but, you know, I've always been a very creative person. I've always been a writer. If I could go back and like do college over again, I would study art history and be an artist. Mm -hmm. um, and I was, I found myself in the kind of in the day-to-day -day slog needing a creative outlet. And so writing and podcasting kind of is that for me, you know? That's great. Yeah. Now, where can people? Yeah, where can people find uh, the podcast? Um, it is on all major podcasting channels. Um, okay. I also have a YouTube channel um, that has the video, so you can actually see the guests and myself on YouTube. Um, the spelling sometimes trips people up because it's adventurous, so it has like a different spelling than just the word adventurous would. Mm -hmm. um, so we can link to it, but yeah, adventurous podcast, Spotify iTunes, yep. iHeartRadio, all the things. All the good ones. I'll yeah. have that. Yeah, we'll be sure to have that in the show notes. Mm -hmm. People can find it. Also, yes. um, with, with uh, Suncoast Ventures, yeah, how can people find out more about what? About Suncoast. Yeah. yeah. Well, so actually, there's a couple ways to do it. So you can go to our website, of course, suncoastvc.com. It's, it's a website. <laughs> That's fine. Um, where myself, as well as my partners, we're very active on LinkedIn. So if you follow us on LinkedIn, you're going to see our posts. We're often commenting on each other's posts and reposting interesting stuff. So that's one area we're really active. I'm actually active on Instagram. I do talk about venture capital in a sort of a more general way on my Instagram stories, just kind of because sometimes I, I find it fun. Um, and you know, a lot of, you know, friends and people like that do like watch them and learn something. But um, yeah, I would say LinkedIn and you can also check out Instagram. Instagram. Great. Yeah. Folks, we've been listening to Genevieve Le Marchal. and Genevieve, hey, I, fun is one of the things that I pay a lot of attention to in my life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the reasons I live on an island. Uh, it's fun. Oh, you actually do live on an island. I do live on an island. Oh, yeah. I, I was like joking. I was like, oh, we're on an island. <laughs> yeah. Now I got 11 acres on the water here, just looking out at the ocean. And uh, well, nice. Uh, it's, uh, it's fun. It's fun. But you're also willing to tell people the real story. The real story of what it took to get a there. Long time to get here. Yes, it really did. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, there were times where I didn't have uh, money for gas. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, and and like I often will tell founders when I talk to them, I'll tell them that um, anything that they've screwed up or messed up or I've done it and probably worse. And yeah. I've been in that situation and probably worse. Um, and so I'm like, you, you can't shock me because right. I've already done what you've done. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. Yeah. Like, if you failed at something, I, I did it too. So like, let's just fix it, you know? And that's the idea of adventurous. I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. Failure you know, only happens when you stop moving. So you, know, yes. you, you just keep it moving and mm -hmm. that's where the energy comes in. Genevieve, thank you yes. so much for a fascinating interview. I really enjoyed this. So 
folks, um, check out the websites. Uh, the, they'll be in the show notes. And um, until next time, I want you to uh, find a way in your life to become a center of distribution, not a center of accumulation. You're going to find that your life works a whole lot better when you're giving stuff away. In the flow. In the flow. In mm-hmm. the flow. <laughs> and we'll see you on the next episode. Take care. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.